Welcome back. Welcome back to Popinions. Popinions episode 100. 100. Wow, that was cheers. Cheers. Episode 100. 100. You Happy also, anniversary. You also took my. That's eh, weird. Oh, you're weird. You also took my my part. Oh, you I know. really threw me off. Oh. Cause usually I say episode, then you say the number. I but know, but I was just so excited because episode 100. I was going to get you a present, but I didn't. That's fun. What was it going to be? I was going to maybe get a hat made with pop pinions on it. Aw. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have told you. You shouldn't. I mean, I'll still wear it if you get it. Yeah. I just thought it'd be fun if we... So the problem pop was... Pinions merch. Yeah. Like, I was like, let's get merch. And then I was like, you know... Everyone in the family can have one. We can have one because it's cheaper the more you get. So I was like, if I got like 20, then we just like give them to Tyler and Lisa because those are our two faithful listeners. Hey, if you're not Tyler or Lisa and you're listening to this. You let us know that you're a faithful listener. Maybe you get a hat. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do it, but I was just I was looking them up anyway. I think we should do it. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be fun, right? Design it and yeah. Anyways, it was cheaper the more you got because I was like, I just really want two. But then I was like, well, other people might want one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 100, the century mark. I know. Case, how are you doing? I'm good. I was just telling you about my, my workout. Yes. And it was really good this morning. I have to go at 8 a.m. because it's the only time I have a car. I'm not normally an 8 a.m. runner. Um, but I did a, it's called a benchmark when you work out at Orange Theory. And so it was a 23 minute run for distance. And so I was really proud of my results because I was saying like last year at this time, I don't think I would have been able to run one minute. Well, I know I couldn't run one minute because I started in Orange about the end of August, September, and then I started running about January. So I've only been running for like eight months, but I was really proud of myself today. But now I'm very sore and tired. And then I just gave blood this afternoon. So that is like a recipe for some couch time this afternoon. How are you, Jack? I'm good. I mean, it feels like we recorded like 20 minutes ago. Right? I had to, we, we slept and I had to watch the movie, I but. Because why? Because I'm not here next week. Yeah. Well, right now you're not, you're not here right now. I'm not here right now. No. I'm at my friend's cottage and my best friend that we talk about all the time, Lisa, is here with me. Not right now. Not right now, as a recording. But she's gonna be when it airs. <laughs> it's a fun. It, it's a it's fun, a fun game. game. I like blurring the line of like we're pretending it's next week, but yeah. it's it's not. It's not. No. But what day is it? Who knows? Who knows? You guys don't know. Could be so. a Friday. Yeah. Could, could be, be a Tuesday. Could be. Could be any of the other days. Any. Just seven to choose from. Yep. Well, five. Five others. Yeah, I already said two. Yeah. Uh, today we have our IMC. Yes. Blood Diamond, which I watched, and you watched Pursuit of Happiness. Very different ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, we never. We like to do that. We we planned some episodes ahead, and we coordinated a few more. Yeah, movies. like you try, but then it's like I don't know. It's just it is what it is, right? I feel like what I got out of us doing IMCs is I get you to watch comedies, and you get me to watch serious movies. Yeah, because I don't know very many comedies. And it's not generally my genre of like what I like. Do you put a D in there? I think I do. I don't know why. Gen- I, and genre. I just, I realize, I feel like you do say genre. Genre. Maybe it's just my, my way. It's just like cool name. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wrong way. Also wrong. <laughs> um, in honor of 
our 100th episode, yes. I'm wearing a basketball jersey, okay. which I wore on our first episode. Oh, adorable. It and very, what else are we doing on this episode? Oh, we're bringing back One's Gotta Go. Because that's what we did on our first episode. Because And you love it so much. It's my favorite, you guys. My favorite. I already know the one that's coming, so I've given it thought, so I won't take that much longer. Okay. So. Well, I can tell you now I might not have put it in there. <sighs> Do you know how long? I agonized over that on my walk over to give blood. Agonized. Yeah. Did you give blood? I gave blood. Yeah. Everyone should give blood if they can. If they can. Yeah. You also put yourself on a pedestal because you have... Yeah. Because I have... Super blood or whatever you call it. So I was thinking that. I was like, wow, I really do put myself on a pedestal where I can, anyone can have my blood, but I can't have anybody. So I was like, so if I, something does happen where I need the blood, I'm pretty. You might be getting your own blood back. Yeah. Like I was like, huh, maybe I shouldn't brag about it that much because yeah, but I am O negative and that's only 7% of the world is O negative. So I don't know. They make a big deal about it. So then it, it swells my belief of myself when I'm there listen I have very few things okay I like my hair my eyebrows and my blood type so those are my three best things qualities and, so and you run well I try it's five <laughs> or did you a say four. four I said three yeah oh, so you got the four yeah um yeah I guess let's yeah one's gotta go if you don't remember one's gotta go it's actually a game like it is a real game uh-huh. that people play but the way we do it you get three options and you have to destroy one of the options forever and hate them he i he knows i don't like that he's just doing it to bug me you just you pick one and you say i hate this one (laughs) this is the worst one out of the three you gave me and we definitely don't pick three things that we like he knows how much i hate that i was so so bad i thought about going the other way and being like i wonder if i could pick like three things you really don't like right but then i'm like well if you don't i had like one them. i took it off but i'll tell you now i had one of three people that have passed away that made us sad and i was going to tell you to bring one back oh god <laughs> i know <laughs> so morbid <laughs> who, who was it um philip seymour hoffman heath ledger and chadwick boseman Chadwick yeah I knew you would and then I was going to take Chadwick out and put Robin Williams because I was like mm. without chat because I figured Chadwick's the easy one so I was like let's so Robin Williams is also on I can't show you right now I'll show you after but Robin Williams is also there too could do a lot of people I've seen they had like four options and then it was one's got to go which I feel oh, like okay. is even harder yeah I feel like I have a hard enough time with you could give me two and I would still think it's hard like I would still be like no don't make me pick. Sebastian Stan. So there's a rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's do our IMCs. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Look at that. We just did a repeat of last week. Was that what it was? Yeah. Scissors you do scissors and, and I do rock. I don't think we explained it last time. I don't think we did either. Anyways, I won. Um, I'm going to defer. Okay. So uh, I wasn't expecting that, actually. So my movie... Well, mine's happier. I'd like to end on the happier note. That's, that's fair. It. Yeah. Uh, my movie is 2006... Sixes? 2000... A movie made in 2006. There you go. Blood Diamond, directed by Edward Zwick. And it is during the Civil War in Sierra Leone. Uh, a South African diamond smuggler, something Danny Archer or something like that. They just call him Archer, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm just going to say now, Leo... Um, it's Leo, Jennifer Connelly, and Jimon. Uh, 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 Jack can't read his handwriting. Drink. Jimon uh, Hunso. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like that. Yeah. 
I looked up how to pronounce it because I didn't want to be wrong. I so know. I'm going to say Leo. I'm saying Jennifer Connelly. And then I'm saying uh, Diamond's like character's name, which is Solomon. Okay. Um, so the Diamond Smuggler and Mercenary, which Leo calls himself, uh, he offers the local fish- fisherman, Solomon, a uh, chance to reunite with his family in exchange for a rare gem. And with the help of an American journalist, played by Jennifer Connelly, uh, the men trek through rebel territory to achieve their goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Leo, Jennifer Sorry, Connelly. Sorry, what was the year again? Uh, 2006. Six, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen it since then, but. Uh, then there's if. Michael Sh- Michael Sheen, which I just saw Sheen. I was like, oh, okay, I'll write that one down. I don't even know who he was in the movie. Oh, okay. And Arnold uh, Voslo. Uh, so first we meet Solomon. His Him and his son are talking about, you know, his son is practicing English and going to school and he's a smart kid. He wants to be a doctor. And then some soldiers just arrive and they're just they're shooting immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, is this in the forest or something? No, no. Okay. There is a forest. There is a forest. forest some scene? foresty scenes. Oh, but okay. This is just like they're walking on a, or actually they they start running on a beach. So he has to go get his family and like get them to a safe location. He gets he gets captured, um, and as he gets captured, they're cutting off people's hands mm-hmm. uh, to stop them from voting. Oh. Oh, okay. Which I don't. you probably have to take both the hands, but... Yeah. Oh, they're only taking one hand. One hand, yeah. Okay. And it's just symbolic. They're about to cut off Solomon's hands. He's like, no, actually, he can... You see, he's a strong man. He can go to work, so he's... Who says that? Jaiman. Jaiman. Oh, like he Hansu? says... he. I didn't know if that was Leo saying, like... Oh, oh no, no, no. Him. We haven't even oh, okay, met him yet. No. This is, like, the rebel leader. It's a mm-hmm. captain. He is a pretty big part of the story, but I didn't really write anything about him. Because yeah. he's just kind of there, and he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. So he sends him off to work. Then we meet Leo. And as soon as I read this movie, and it said South African, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is a little tricky for if Leo's going to do the accent or not. And he is all the way in, and it's perfect. It's well, great. Leo. It's Leo, I know, but it still was like still nerve wracking. What is is he gonna really commit? Because also, I was gonna save it for trivia, but this is the same year of The Departed, mm, and he wow. was only nominated for one of the movies. Hmm, interesting. Do you know which one? Uh, I'm gonna say Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. Yeah. yeah. Um, so his accent's great. He's faking. He's uh, he's pretending he's someone that works for like National Geographic. He's trying to smuggle. Some diamonds across to Liberia, and he has a bunch of goats, and he actually hides the diamonds in like a goat's back. Okay. So the like they get stopped by some soldiers, and they like cut into the goat's back, and there's just diamonds in the back. Wow. Bam. Um. So then uh, Solomon's working on. He's like they're kind of like sifting through, trying to find these diamonds to sell to. The UK says they're not doing it anymore. They kind of have like a Congress type meeting where they're saying, yeah, we can't do this anymore, even though they're going to. Right, right. Uh, so Solomon finds the diamond, finds like a this like really big diamond. And then there's some commotion. So he gets a distraction and he hides the diamond in his toes. Mm. So he puts it in between his toes and he's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And as he's walking away, the captain, the bad guy stops him and is like, uh, like put your arms out like I'm going to check like he's like open your mouth because there was someone that swallowed a diamond. Yeah. And then they just shot him. Yeah. Ma. Just cut it out. Yep. Um, so he's like patting him down going through every 
maybe not every part of his body. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not. I mean, I feel like you should check everywhere. Blue butthole. Yeah. Just you never know. But it's in between his toes and he manages to like hide it. The captain catches him. But then I don't even know if it's the good side because I don't know if there's a good side in this. Yeah. But the the not rebel side, I guess comes in and they're throwing grenades and shooting at people so yeah he manages to solomon manages to sneak away for a minute but gets thrown into jail leo is also in that same jail because he got caught with the diamonds um and then while while they're in this prison leo hears about this pink diamond and it's the one that solomon had the captain's like yelling at him like i know you hit it i know your name i'm gonna find your family all sorts of threats um so leo gets out and he's like i need this guy like you need to because like his friend or whatever bails him out so he's like i need you to get this guy out too okay um then he meets jennifer Connolly, discovers she's a journalist and basically tells her to piss off because Mm -hmm. she's trying to write stories about this she's trying to ask questions about blood diamonds which then i turned it off right they said blood diamonds they said blood diamond and you're like done yep uh, Leo's trying to find Solomon and the diamond. He gets Solomon out of the jail, but they don't really explain to him that they got him out to help. Mm-hmm. So he's like working as like a taxi driver. Um, then when he's just, Leo's trying to negotiate with Solomon and the rebels um, start like come into like it's like a city. So they kind of come in there and they're shooting, which convinces them to kind of work together and they just kind of have to sneak away um leo offers to find his family they sneak past the rebels like at night they're like having this big fire and celebrating because they're big strong manly men (laughs) um so they come up to this bridge and it's kind of one of those you have to get past and there's uh, there's like three guards there so leo has this plan like pretend you're one of the rebels he gives them like the hat that the rebels would wear and he's like pretend i'm a prisoner Mm -hmm. so he kind of walks with his hands like Solomon's behind him. He has his hands behind his back and they're like, oh, I want to shoot the white guy. And they're calling him like pink skin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Leo shoots them and then like takes their guns and someone's running away, shoots them too. Yeah. Just a lot of shooting, a lot of shooting, a lot of gore, Mm -hmm. like violent, violent. Yeah. Violent movie. Um, Solomon does find his family in like a, like, not like a camp, but like still behind like a fence. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily like safe for sure but safe for now i guess um he does find out though that they took his son like the rebels did which they're talking about it in the movie and they're showing this kid and i'm like why do they keep showing this random kid not realizing that it was his kid oh, and okay. i wrote that in my notes that it took me way too long to realize <laughs> that like this kid got like a tattoo he was promoted to captain like still a child but yeah. like a child captain i guess um Jennifer Connelly and Leo kind of have this like back and forth because she knows he's bad and he thinks she's bad because she's a journalist trying Mm -hmm. to just tell stories. And she tells him like, if you're not going to help or if she says screw, but Mm -hmm. if you're not going to have sex with me, then just get out of my face. Right. Just very, yeah, very straightforward. Um, She, so she is telling him this, like, you're such a bad person. You're doing this, you're doing that while she's writing a story about Solomon being reunited with his family and then his terrible reaction to realizing that his son's been taken. Mm. So she's kind of exploiting him in right. not as bad of a way because Leo's just trying to get to this diamond. Yeah. Um, 
So Leo's got this plan. Leo and Solomon, they're going to fake being journalists. They're going to get on this like journalist bus. And all Leo tells Solomon, he's like, just, I'm a cameraman. That's mm-hmm. all you have to say. Just, if anyone asks you anything, just, I'm a cameraman. Uh, they stop. But once again, they get shot at. They Because there's like this like turned over like transport truck. Mm-hmm. And... Once they stop to kind of get pictures of it, then they get shot at. Solomon and Jennifer Connelly both, like, one saves a child, the other saves, like, this lady. So they're out of spots on the bus. So they have to, like, go in a car. It's, like, kind mm-hmm. of a – it's a very, like, chaotic, chaotic. messy yeah. scene. Uh, that's when I – then I realized that Solomon's son was – There you go. With the bad guys, with All the right. rebels. The RUF, which is the Revolutionary Unified – or revolutionary united front okay which they keep saying we're fighting for the people we're gonna make this country better mm-hmm. while it's slaughtering people right 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 we're gonna so they're slaughter make yeah. it better for themselves pretty much um then then it, it's kind of that character building of like leo and jennifer Connolly are kind of sitting there having a deep conversation they get away from this situation by this guy who kind of has like a camp of his own where he's like teaching kids and like kind of brings them to like this safe zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, we're, it's just like a chill time. Like we're just, we're calm. Everything's Mm -hmm. fine. They're driving. They're going to go, uh, fly Jennifer Connelly back to the States. And then this guy who's like super nice. I couldn't, I didn't write down his name, but like he gets shot. Right. The guy, the guy who has the nice school of kids. Yeah. 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 And he he talks about how people are inherently good. And he, like, of course, he was just built up to be the super nice person then Mm -hmm. gets shot. Yeah. Uh, But it's kind of funny. So he gets shot and they're like, oh, put pressure on the exit wound because we have to get they're going to like an army base and there's going to be a medic there. And he's Leo tells me he's like, okay, no, like under no circumstances, no talking. And then he's kind of going, going, and he's like, oh, how far away is it? And he's like, I thought there was no talking. No. And he's like, oh, okay, a comedian. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so they bring him to the base. He's fine, but then Leo and Solomon are deciding to go sneak into enemy territory, which they're they're supposed to be there to get on this plane and like get out. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's not. Like, Solomon's not going to do that because he needs to go find his son. Yes. Jennifer Connelly gets on the plane, and her and Leo have this, like, oh, are you going to call me? And it was really corny. The only thing they didn't do was kiss, which made me really happy. Like, right, right. It just wasn't that point. It wasn't necessary for the plot of the movie, right? No, it was very unnecessary. Yeah. Um, then uh, Solomon thinks he finds his son. This is there in a forest, and he's like... I think it's Dia, and he yells Dia to a truck full of gun-wielding soldiers, Mm -hmm. and they start shooting at them, and they have to, like, run through this forest, and that's what Leo basically snaps, and so, yeah, like, he thinks he finds his son, instead they get shot at, and Leo, like, freaks out, he's like, if you ever do something like that again, I I will kill you. Right. Um, they do find his son, even though he was fully brainwashed and wouldn't acknowledge him as his dad, and he was very much all in. Then comes the ending crazy action sequence where there's helicopters and explosions shooting everywhere. There's not necessarily double-cross, but there's like a lot of moving pieces as we get to the end, which is kind of where the plot stops, because the ending is like very chaotic but well done right right okay so that's the end of like the movie part 
63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Okay. I know that's usually your thing, but like that seems low. And yeah. I saw reviews where it's like, because I wrote like, it's not the greatest story. Like it's not the worst story, but the acting makes it that much better. And I think it's a really important topic because I think before that, none of us really knew where do these diamonds come from? And it's this industry like, De Beers or De Boers or whatever it is have made these like you should spend this much on a diamond and diamond and everything's been diamonds a girl's best friend and then you start kind of seeing like what people have to go through to get these diamonds and it really does change your kind of perception of like okay do we really need these yeah right is it really necessary not really uh five Oscar nominations no wins wow uh best actor for Leo supporting actor uh Hansu Film editing, sound editing, sound mixing. Um, did I not write? Yeah, that's all. Because now, like, the sound one is just one award. Right, But at right. the time, it was sound editing and sound mixing. Yeah. Uh, no wins. Yeah, Leo was nominated for this instead of The Departed, which I went back and forth. Once I finished the movie, mm-hmm. I thought, this is a better performance than The Departed. And and do you find it's because of the accent or do you find like what was it? Did you find the accent? Yeah, because yeah. it was like a lot of I don't know who he talked to to figure out, but it was a lot of like he would finish he would finish sentence very consistent. Like he'll always say like, huh, or yeah, like at the end of it, which I don't know, like I don't know about how people speak in South Africa, but it just to me, it felt like natural. Right, right. When the departed, like thinking about it, does he he has a Boston accent, but it's not like crazy like Chris like it's not it's not like Matt Damon no or Mark Wahlberg obviously they're right. from Boston so it's different yeah but it's also not Jack Nicholson who uh, I don't know what he was doing in that movie <laughs> like again I, I think Robert De Niro would be maybe almost a better yeah I think he could at least I think he would try the Boston accent and I think he could do it um yeah I guess that's that's everything. Blood Diamond. Great. All right. So you liked it or it was yeah, like, okay. It was, it was really okay. good. Okay, good. Okay. So I watched Pursuit of Happiness. I watched it on Netflix. It is from 2006 and it's Gabrielle. Same, 2006. I know. It's 2006 here. Uh, Muccini. 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 Yeah. Um, this is based on a true story. It's about single father Chris Gardner, played by Will Smith, struggling uh, just like just struggling to for him and his son, he is gets evicted from their apartment. They find themselves with no place to go. He lands a job as an intern at a prestigious brokerage firm. He has to live in sh- in shelters and endure many hardships. So, um, T- Tandy Newton is is the mom and Will Smith's wife, and um, so at first she is in in the movie. She's in the first like maybe 20 minutes or so. And she ends up leaving because she's so frustrated. So what he had done is he had Will Smith's character. I'll just call him Chris Gardner because it is a true story. So Chris Gardner had bought all of these machines, these medical machines. He had bought like their whole life savings worth and he was going to go sell these machines and it tests your bone density or something. Right. So he would go around every day and he would try and sell these. Now, if he sold two a month, that would be enough for them to like, like live like pay rent everything right but no one wanted them first of all they were only 250 dollars. but then I was thinking back then it's still a lot of money like I think this was set in like I don't know 80s or something right so that's a lot of money um but he couldn't sell them but that's how he would spend his day and she worked in a like a 
like a fancy laundromat, like a fancy, like it was like a something like that. Anyway, she was, she was really mean and disrespectful to him. But, but then I started thinking like from her position, from her position, like she's so stressed out and she's working doubles and he's like, she's just stressed. And I think, you know, it's frustrating. And, you know, I, there was one scene, like there were little things you really pick up on, like they're having dinner and not everybody finished their juice and she poured it back into the container right? Like there's no waste because they're so poor. And so it was things like that where, you know, you, you, if you're paying attention when you're watching the movie, you pick up on all of these things and she's working all of this. And so they, they don't get along basically from the very beginning, but they do have a flashback scene when he first bought these machines and she's so happy and she looks beautiful and she's so happy. And they moved into this apartment and they're all, you know, she's helping with the machine, like completely different than what we saw of her so anyway she leaves she's like I got a job opportunity in New York and I'm leaving because they're from San Francisco so she's like I'm leaving and he's like hey but I get I get the kid who is played by Jaden Smith Mm -hmm. his son so and he's so cute on it like he's so so sweet um so what he has to endure I think most people would just give up like I think like what this movie shows you is just you got to keep fighting the good fight um, like he gets evicted multiple times from multiple places. His wife leaves. He gets parking tickets so that he doesn't have he doesn't have a car. So then they have to take public transit. That's fine. But because of these parking tickets that were unpaid, he actually gets like arrested and ends up in jail. And that was kind of the wife's last straw. Like she was just like because the only way he could get out was what little they had left in the bank. Um, and then he has this opportunity for this internship. And it's very risky because only one, they, they only select 20 people, first of all, and only one person will actually get a job out of this internship. So he knows he has to go six months without a paycheck. And so, but he knows he can do it because he's like, I feel like I'm smart enough to do it. So it's basically the movie is that six months of him at this internship and he's trying to sell these last couple of machines just to make it work. And they're living in, you know, they're getting, trying to get into shelters every night. So the stress of that, and you know, there's this heartbreaking scene where he's really, he's mad. He's just frustrated. And I think he takes it out on, on his son and they're running to the bus and his son drops, like his son has barely anything. He has one toy that he absolutely loves and it's captain America and they're running across the street and he drops it. But Will Smith's character can't, like he has to make the bus because he has to get to his internship. So he just leaves it and he's little faces looking out at the window on this like Captain America on the ground. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because you're just like, that's the one thing he had. Right. And I wish they had kind of done like something where it was like a full circle where he, where he gets it again. But, um, it's, it's a really beautiful story. It's so well executed and it really, it just hits you in the feels like it's just, um, it just gives you that, like, don't give up, like, don't give up. Like, it's just, you know, cause I don't want to say too much about how it ends just in case people want to see it, even mm-hmm. though it is a true story, but let's just say everybody, it, it works out well for everybody, you know, like without getting like, yeah, like uh, other things happen. Um, but I think it's just one of those movies that it's just, it's just a good story. Just really well done. So, and the acting was phenomenal. And I really enjoyed it. Do you think uh, this this is kind of leaning into what we're doing next week? But do you think 
this was a better performance than King Richard? Ooh, that's a good question. Because that's how I like to think. Because like when, because I was thinking about it with Leo, like he won for the Revenant, but was there something before that that he probably deserved to win? Oh, definitely for Leo. Um, oh, they're so different. Because that's why for for next week we're doing award worthy like performances, movies, etc. That, that didn't, didn't win but deserve. I've, are we doing did win or didn't get nominated? Uh, I guess we could do. We can do either. either. Um. Oh gosh, that's really hard. Um. I think King Richard was more out of his wheelhouse. I will say that. I think that one was more of a challenging role, but I think. Yeah, no, I think he, I think King Richard, he deserved it more. I think Pursuit of Happiness as a whole movie is beautiful, but I would say the acting in King Richard for him was, was pretty top notch. So, but I don't know if he got nominated for this one. I don't, I didn't look. Oh, and then talk about our Rotten Tomatoes. 867, right? Like what's with both our movies in the 60s? I think a lot of people also look at movies a lot more critically than we do oh okay i just look at it like did i like it yeah yeah and it's i think sometimes it is hard to execute a true story like i think sometimes yeah people are like i don't know yeah that's interesting i don't know but yeah that's that okay now let's get into my favorite your absolute favorite and that's one's gotta go yep my favorite should i re-explain one's gotta go you just already did at the beginning of the episode so who's going who's going first well i won okay so you can so i'm gonna defer to you okay so two defers yeah okay all right my first one and you know me i like putting themes with this i'm gonna vomit i first won hbo okay oh my god i think i did an hbo too let's hope it's not the same thing no i didn't mayor of east town Oh, shit. Yeah. Big Little Lies. Okay. Game of Thrones. Can I just tell you my first one? Which yeah. is hilarious. Mayor of Easttown, Big Little Lies, and The Last Dance. Wow. That is that is a weird place to put The Last Dance. Well, because I didn't know where else to put it because there's another. I was just thinking miniseries in my head. I wasn't thinking oh, okay. HBO. I was just thinking miniseries. What was my... Or Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mayor, Big Little Eyes, Game of Thrones. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Game of Thrones isn't staying. Isn't? Is staying. Okay. Like, that's that's a gimme. Mm-hmm. Big Little Eyes gave me one of the best soundtracks ever. Great female power. Mayor of Easttown. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen anything so well executed in a miniseries before. The way they, you guys watched it in a day. Like yes. it was epic. Seven hours and. Because it's like once you kind of start it, it's like you can't not watch it. Um, in saying that though, a Big Little Lies is, I mean, just the scenery, the storyline, the female driven cast, the music. To me, Big Little Lies is like a notch, like a tiny little millimeter better. Ugh. All right. So you never get to see Maravis Town. <laughs> it's so, gone. But that's the thing, too. I wouldn't watch that again. I would watch Big Little Lies again. And I would watch Game of Thrones again. 
but I wouldn't watch Mayor of Easttown because I feel like you got what you needed out I, of the story. Yes, like I understood. I I got the assignment. I got understood it. So I don't need to see it again. And, and what are you gonna do? Yeah, mine is the same way of like the last dance is staying for sure. Yeah, because I think it's also gonna spawn a lot of like people are gonna want to make the last dance. Like I think when LeBron James retires, he's probably gonna have a twenty part. I don't I don't think it actually be that much, but I think he'll maybe do the just same one thing. more one extra episode, Eleven. <laughs> bonus episode. <laughs> Made it personal. Um, I would go because from my perspective, I didn't see season two of Big Little Lies, but I know it wasn't as good as the first one. I wouldn't rewatch the second one, but I would rewatch the first one. And I think the first season of Big Little Lies and Mare of Easttown, which I, again, I hope they don't do a season two. I yeah. just don't think they no. need it. No, no, no. I hope so, too. I I would probably say I enjoyed Mare of Easttown more. Right. So I would get rid of big little eyes wow okay i get it though very like for me it's similar very toss up because they're interwoven stories that are very well executed yeah i just think mayor of Easttown did such a good job of like that storytelling that mystery yeah. of like who did what and as pieces are unfolding you're kind of learning new stuff and stuff that might not be relevant and then eventually once i think to me it's once they put everything together i think there the ending of mayor of Easttown was better than big little lies because big little lies was just kind of like one one thing yeah 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 one Whereas thing mayor of Easttown Mar- was like layered so many different pieces it was so layered and so many pieces right and just when you think you have it figured out yeah. oh throw one more little curveball yeah even like in the final seconds of the show yeah there's one last little curve yeah little yeah yeah i, I used my i used my words for a reason okay Okay, good. Uh, so I guess me again? Yeah. All right. This is your Christmas. Christmas themed. Okay. The Grinch. Okay. You could pick whatever version. You could Jim Carrey animated. Okay. The Polar Express. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Okay. And Christmas Vacation. Ugh. Three very... Not different. I guess all three pretty different Christmas movies. But like Polar Express and... Christmas Vacation are my two like favorites because you get one is like your family and I love Polar Express is like I think I put it in my top 10 of all time favorite movies right I'm pretty sure it was at least in the conversation for it um but because it's just it's so visual and it's just such a beautiful story um and then Christmas Vacation is just the family classic Grinch Grinch is so good his heart grew he learned that it's not about all the gifts and all this stuff and it's just about family. Ugh. I'm going to go Grinch. All right. Jim Carrey, get out of here. It's so good. La, la. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. My number two is I have called the section Bill Hader. Okay. You have SNL. Barry. Uh, okay. What? No, I just have I have a question for once you're once you're done. Okay, I hope it's I a good an it's a good question. Okay, SNL Barry mm-hmm. super bad. Okay, my question is: Is it SNL just as a whole the entire show, or is it just when Bill Hader's on? Like just just Bill Hader. Okay. Yeah, like not that whole cast at that time, just like him, like Stefan. Well, I, well, I just meant like as a sh- if it was like as a show, or so just him. Just him because okay. it's a Bill Hader 
section right now. I'm just I'm clarifying because okay, ba- no, with, that's fair. With Barry, I lose the whole show. That's true. That's true. Super bad could could survive without, but like it definitely wouldn't be as good right. without him and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um. Okay. SNL. The only thing about SNL, and I think I'm gonna pick it to go, is because I know you get Stefan. Because that's probably one of the most iconic yeah, touched his face. And especially that it was him and John Mulaney. I just love that mm-hmm. when he came back and did it and he was like, he told the story about, I don't think he did it on SNL, but he's told the story about how John Mulaney would always just add something. They would work on the script together and then right before he would go on, he would add something. Like one of the times it was about MTV's Dan Cortez. Like he just kept saying his name and right. like his frosted tips or whatever. I just, I don't know if it's as... Like super bad is just I, I don't know if I want to lose that although he isn't like a I know major he's not a main war, character but uh, his role is yeah like war. It, but he's pretty funny yeah I think I think I'll go SNL SNL because okay. yeah. and Barry to me out of that group is the untouchable right super bad there's always one right where you're like that's not going so yeah. now I have to figure it out between the two yeah. right usually yeah okay good all right we've got our deep animated movies okay. Getting a little existential. So you've got Inside Out. Okay. Soul. Yep. And Spirited Away. Okay. Well, Soul's not going. Spirited Away and Inside Out. I actually wasn't as big of a fan of Inside Out as other people were. I did like it. I just thought it was just a bit long. So I think I'm going to go Spirited Away. No. As has gotta go no i'm keeping it okay. with soul and i think i'm gonna get rid of inside out i love the concept of the movie there was just something like it just it seemed to go on a little long like the beginning of the movie is so well done and then it's like other people may have taken over the movie or something when she's like when they're in the i don't know they're like traveling in the there's like big build- seeing all her memories Maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't know. Bing bong. That's that's like enough for me. It is a really well done movie. And I do love that you're teaching people like all of the emotions and all the things you have inside of you. Like I love that idea. Spirited Away is pretty special though. Damn. There's also a great meme where the dad, because the dad's like, I used to be in a band. And then it was the, the YMCA right. band. Because yeah. he does oh. that. He looks like the, the police officer, the cowboy, one of them. Police officer. Um, okay, this section is called Directors. Yep. So we have Scorsese, Tarantino, Nolan. Ooh, okay. I'm I'm really going to have to talk this one out. So Scorsese, you're talking Goodfellas, The Departed, uh, Casino, Wolf of Wall Street. Irishman. Irishman. Tarantino. I think Tarantino's the untouchable one. Yeah. Because, okay. like, you pretty much roll through his filmography and you don't see any misses. Puff Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Inglorious Bastards, Django. I would say the closest to a miss was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but that's just. Right. I, just, I would say Hateful Eight for me was a mm, bit more of a miss. Yeah. Then Once Upon I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood better than Hateful Eight. Yeah. There's, there's actually, there's a, something we have in the next few episodes that. I'm going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, good. Um, Christopher Nolan then, because I saw one, it was Christopher Nolan movies, and it was like, I might have done it before, but it was like Interstellar, Inception, and The Prestige. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, 
you know what? Just out of spite, because I still don't understand what happened in Memento, I'm going to get rid of Christopher Nolan. Because <laughs> you're still confused? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him, though. I just want to see. I mean, I'm way too dumb to be around him, but I just want to see how his brain like work. Like, I would love for him to t- like talk me through a movie and how he came, you know, just something beca- to understand how yeah. his brain works. Because I've never seen anything like it. Like. Movie-wise, right? He's got a lot going on up there. (laughs) Tumbleweeds next to me. All right. This next one is Marvel shows. Okay. So not necessarily MCU because we've got Jessica Jones. (gasps) I love Jessica Jones. Hawkeye. Okay. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You're so mean. I couldn't think about when when we talked about it. I couldn't remember what show... Like, what show would you have? Like, I'm assuming you'd have Falcon and the Winter Soldier as your favorite, like, MCU show that they've yeah, done. Yeah. Is, is Hawkeye second? Or WandaVision? Hmm. Loki? No. Oh, you didn't like it. Well, loved, I liked it. I was but a bigger I'm just Loki like... person than you were. <sighs> Moonlight, which I we liked, haven't finished. I know. Moonlight is, like, way above my intelligence, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Um... I, I liked Hawkeye. I don't think other people did. I, I liked it. Um, I think it shows, like, and this isn't a discredit to you as a Marvel fan. I think Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were closest to the movie format. Mm-hmm. When, like, WandaVision, Loki, Moon Knight are all very unique from usual MCU stuff. Oh, okay. Maybe I, uh, again, I'm too dumb for... Well, it's not No, no, dumb. it's okay. Like, I mean, maybe I just need it simple because I'm a simple girl. I don't know. A lady. I'm a simple lady. Uh, what was Jessica Jones? Yeah, oh, Jessica God, Jones. I loved it so much. She's so great. She's so great. Is Falcon and the Winter Soldier the one that just that stays? Oh yeah, no. I'm deciding between Hawkeye and Jessica Jones for sure. Um, this might shock you, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep Jessica Jones. I'm gonna get rid of Hawkeye, and it's. I'm shocked a little bit myself. But I really, really enjoyed Jessica Jones. Like, I thought it was just so well done. I thought she was so good. And I don't know. I was just kind of into it. And that's before I even watched superhero stuff. Like, she was, like, actually my first kind of superhero. And I don't know. Just She's pretty kick-ass. I liked it. Would you watch, like, the other shows? Because there's, like, a group of shows that are kind of all, like, they're not MCU, but then they're starting to bring back some of the characters. What about the one, um, Cap Coulson? Oh, um, Agents of Shield. Yeah, that is that's a part of that same group where right. it's like it kind of counts, but and I watched the the Daredevil. Yeah, I watched that one because he's the lawyer. That one's pretty. It's pretty gory. Yeah, that's it's um, pretty violent. Well, because did you know they're bringing it back? No. So Daredevil's getting a new like getting revived, and the one thing I hope, uh, there's two things. One, I don't want corny Marvel humor where it's like. Oh, check your blind spot. Which blind spot? Um, I don't want that. And yeah. I just, I want them to keep the show as it was. And it I, was, I really like the guy who plays uh, Charlie Cox. Like, I really like him. And I like his friend. And I don't know. I liked, I like, I really liked it. I don't know if I finished it, though. You did not. I did not. I don't yeah. think you finished the first season. Really? Wow. No, because there's something in that statement you said that. Oh. Uh, um, dead. No. Okay. Somebody dies. Uh, well, because that was the thing about Spider-Man is even though like 
in no way home like it was a big rumor that he was going to be in it and not much and like people had like leaked screenshots and stuff it was still one of those things like seeing him yeah and even he's going to be in she hulk which comes out soon maybe it's already out maybe it's already out um but he's going to be in that too which is going to set up him having his own show oh okay cool. uh, presumably keep going with his show yeah okay this next um category is called um Beautiful black men. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Michael B. Jordan. You know, I have to use him. Beautiful. Anthony Mackie. Beautiful. And John David Washington. Okay. I Not that this is easy. Okay. It's going to be John David Washington, but it's because I... So who else could I have put in there? I don't think there's anybody. There is no one else, With right? Two. With those two. Unless, yeah, unless you just throw like Miles Teller, then I have to... I know, but I liked my my black men. Beautiful black men. I liked that category title. That is beautiful black men. Yeah. I, the funny thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, John David Washington was on Ballers, which is, like, a very, like, dumb, bro-y show, but he was, like, really good. I'm obsessed with him. I can't believe he got rid of him. I'm obsessed with him. Well, think about Michael. Michael B. Jordan was off the table immediately. Like, that is, you, there are few people, if any. And then it's, like, Captain America. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to get rid of Captain America. I hope John David Washington ends up in the MCU in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I wonder if the, they're nervous to get into it because it becomes like a 10-year commitment almost. If like the movies do well and you become like an Avenger, you're in like... Yeah. I think that's why you become... I think the move is to become a villain. Like Michael B. Jordan did oh, that. That's okay. what Christian Bale did. Where Yeah. You're in, you're out. Yeah. For the Maybe. Most, for the most part, it's <laughs> one movie. I think the only one who's not, and it's because he's not as big of a name yet, is Jonathan Majors, who's okay. going to be Kang the Conqueror, or is Kang the Conqueror. Right. And then it was actually really funny, Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, yeah. tweeted out a picture because Jonathan Majors is in the next Creed movie, and he is, like, jacked for it. And he's like, damn, the Avengers done effed up. Right. <laughs> it's funny because it's this, like, fake thing that one of the real actors is talking about, but also not including himself. Because right, Because he right. just wants to make it to the next next set of movies. Yeah. Yeah, that surprises me. But I don't know who I would pick either so well i would keep john david washington would, would be stay. my would be yeah. my 100 percent. he's staying so then i'd have to choose between the other two but killmonger and captain america i know how i'd get rid of but i'm not gonna tell you okay uh my my, nup- michael b jordan that's okay okay i'm not like offended by it okay it's all right when we meet him he'll like me more i know totally because i'll be like i got rid of you <laughs> and john david washington will like you more yeah because i'll be like i'm obsessed with you i wouldn't even be able to talk around him i'd, I'd be like i'm obsessed with you i'd probably just be like did you like playing Ricky Jarrett? <laughs> Did you have fun Hi. on Ballers? I really liked him, Malcolm and Murray. Uh, my number five is villains. Okay. So you've got Thanos. Okay. Darth Vader. Wow. And Anton Chigurh. Okay. So for those who don't know, we've got MCU, we've got Star Wars, and No Country for Old Men. I would say probably the best non-nerd villain 100 percent. so so i'm getting rid of like a villain so that means i wouldn't have that movie or movies yeah okay um okay sorry i know is there do you have like an anchor that's staying or is it all pretty up yeah the, the last one i can't say his anton name. schicker yeah he's like for sure 
I just think he's like the best, one of the best Sultans I've ever seen in my life. And he's scary as fuck. I would be so scared. Oh, now I have to put an E. I already, I think I said something earlier. Okay. Um, Cause then I was also thinking. Cause I'm trying to think of like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, okay. but I'm trying to think of like, even if I don't like them, you know, like I'm trying not to base it on like that. I'm trying to base it more on. Maybe like what's their impact. Yeah. And like their, uh, like how much you are just so scared of them or because Thanos, I almost like I know it's terrible, but I understand where he's coming um, from. Oh, no, it's it's it makes sense for what he's doing, especially I think of if because I, I always like doing specific like if you think of that's why I just did them vaguely. If you did Infinity War Thanos, I think that is the most understandable villain. Yeah. Who's not doing it in the right way, but you're. He's trying to save. But he's trying to save everyone. Like, he's trying to save more people. Like, either everybody's going to die or a million people are going to die out of the world, right? So it's like, I understand. It's terrible still. I get it. But I understand him. So and so out of those three, I think Darth Vader and the guy that I can't say yeah. are the best villains. Because even Darth Vader, I don't, I still don't understand why he's so angry. Like, I still don't really get, like, I've watched all of the movies. I've watched everything. I still don't understand why he's a bad guy. I mean, I guess it's like he kind of had that ego and he thought he was better than Obi-Wan and he kind of, but that's like an ego thing. Whereas like Thanos is like trying to actually save people. So it makes him less of a villain. Yeah. I think it makes him less of a villain. So I'm going to get rid of him. But then I also think like, should I? Yeah, should it be the other way around. But no, I'll get rid of Thanos. Then I don't get those movies, but yeah. It's okay. Again, as much as I like to make jokes, it's just a hypothetical <laughs> exercise. We can watch Infinity War after this. I know. Remember, we're going to watch Infinity War in the end game. We're going to do it. Okay. This is called my Ted Lasso section. So Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, Roy Kent or Sam. Uh. I haven't. Obi. Obasanya? Obasanya. Is there a D in there? Because no. I don't want to. Okay. So no. Obasanya. Yeah. So Ted Lasso, Sam, and Roy. Okay. Ted is. Yeah. Ted's. He's staying. That's, yeah. I'm fine with that. Sam was like season one. I was like, I, I'm in on Sam. Yeah. And that's where you and dad were like, I don't really. I don't really get it. And then he got a bigger role, which made me feel good. Yeah. You're in, you called it. I did. Um, Roy Kent. You know, the best chant. You know, very, very clean mouth, not vulgar at all. Yeah. Very, well, actually, he is very sweet, but. He is sweet, but he's got a, that a anger. Rough, rough exterior. Yeah. Uh, I love Sam, but I think Roy has evolved so much more as a character. Right. That I would say that Sam's got to go. Okay, good. I wasn't sure what you were going to do there. I knew Ted was pretty much a given. Also, because that show just doesn't make sense. I know, I know. I was going to do the coach, like his, his oh, second. His. Or I was going to do Nathan or Nate. Uh, no. But I was like, ugh. Nate goes. Nate would be. Season one, Nate, we'll stay. We like. Yeah. But season two, Nate. Bye. Down a hill. I'm I'm excited for season three. I know. Like Whenever. 2027. <laughs> right. I know. It's so true. My next one. Okay. I feel like I'm sweating more. It's okay. the ever classic because I, bu- I built this up. I'm, we're building to what should be the hardest one. Okay. Hopefully I didn't already say it. Okay. We have our favorite director, mm-hmm. Michael Bay. Okay. <laughs> so we know. Yes. Armageddon is one of these options. <laughs> then okay. you have 13 mm-hmm. Hours, 
Okay. John Krasinski. Yep. Big old buff. Yep. And Bad Boys. Mm. First one. First one. First one's like fire. It's so good. The rest of them didn't need to happen, but the first one is fire. Armageddon's obviously not going anywhere. I'll put it in there for fun, though, because, like, I don't know how many other movies of Michael Bay that, like, like Six Underground or something like that. Well, we haven't seen Ambuelans yet. I know, and I've had it forever. Like, I had, I bought it, I had a free movie rental, and I got it. And we've talked about this movie since it came out in, like, February or March. We're like, I can't wait to see it. Oh, uh, we were talking about we're it in p- December. Yeah, when we were like- pumped about it, and we still haven't watched it. Um... Okay, Armageddon staying. That's fine. 13 hours and bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? To kind of have the comedic duo of Will yeah. Smith and Martin, I was about to say Martin Luther. Yeah. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Versus the unseriousness of 13 hours because it is serious and it is very intense. And it's a true story, which I'm kind of into, and it's CIA stuff, but they're trying to like, it's a really intense movie too. But it is a movie I can, like, rewatch for sure. Okay. I'm going to get rid of Bad Boys. If I say it quietly, does it count? Uh, it still does count. Oh, okay. I got headphones and can hear you. <laughs> okay. As much as you'd love to whisper it. I'm going to get rid of Bad Boys. Yeah. Boo. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a good one. I'm going to just, we're going to give it a whirl. Um, this is Comedians. Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, yeah. Bo Burnham. I knew that name would come up eventually. So I'm guessing we're just counting all of their work. Like it's not just like as a. Yeah. No, okay. everything they do. I just, when you said comedian, I didn't know if it meant like stand up or. Stand up, any acting they do, any, yeah, kind of anything they do. Right off the bat, Bo Burnham stays. Wow. Okay. Because his three comedy specials and he'll yeah. even, he has some acting credits. No, I agree. I was just, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the other. Yeah. So my only question is, and it, it counts for both Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler. If I'm picking them to go, am I just losing their comedy movies or am I losing everything? You're losing everything because you're not keeping uncut gems, my friend. But that, that is, was a nice try. That was what I was trying to do. Yeah. You're losing uh, everything of theirs. And hustle, which you haven't seen yet, but it could no, be good. It could be. I'm I'm I have I have high expectations because I know it's not gonna be some Oscar winning movie. Right. Yeah. I think I have to go Will Ferrell. Yeah. That's a toughie, eh? Because like I just think like I just said those words and I just lost I was about to say super bad. I lost stepbrothers. Right. But then like with Adam Sandler again, it's uncut gems, it's like grown ups. He has, I think he has a lot worse movies than Hoobie, Will Ferrell. Hoobie Halloween. Yeah, that was so funny when I made you watch that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, I think Adam Sandler has worse movies, but I think his better movies are better. Okay. So like I think yeah, that makes sense. I think out of both of their filmographies, I think Uncut Gems is the best movie. Right. Out of anything. Everything. That both of them have done. Wow. That's good. All right. Uh, number seven is gangster okay i realized now i probably could have put the departed in here but we have goodfellas yeah the godfather part two mm-hmm. which i argue is the better one but you know everyone has their own opinion <laughs> and the sopranos oh a little curveball T- with the tv, TV show movies eh? you spend more time with the tv character you spend more time with tony soprano than any corleone 
Yeah. Goodfellas, I'm not getting rid of, though. It's like one of my favorite movies. I can't imagine having Sopranos. Godfather is such a iconic. And then you just have, like, it's Godfather, and then it's just part three. Part three. Yeah. Just skip. You just skip the whole. And then for the rest of history, everyone's going to go, why didn't they do Godfather part two? (laughs) Like, it's because I got rid of it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stop. Um, I just like, I can't imagine like a world without like Tony Soprano because I feel like if I get rid of Godfather, there's other ones. (laughs) If I get rid of two, there's still one and three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of Godfather. I cannot, like, I just can't picture if those are my three and I'm, yeah. Okay. Godfather. Um, okay, this is called Streaming Services. Okay. Netflix. Crave HBO. I don't I don't know what it's, it's called same. now. It, it, Crave is like our version. Like okay. On-demand HBO stuff is Crave. Okay, so I'll just say HBO for the sake of saying HBO. So Netflix, HBO, Disney. Okay. So Disney, it's Marvel, it's Star Wars, it's they bought Fox, so they have like even Family Guy and The Simpsons on there. Netflix I say is the b- mm, I think they've churned out the most content. I don't know if I would say the best. HBO, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Big Little Lies, Mayor of Easttown, like I think I would get rid of Netflix. I know. I would too. Isn't that crazy though? Because the, I feel like I watch Netflix the most. It does. It definitely was. I, you have to give her credit as it was the first one to kind yeah. of start the streaming war. And they've tried to kind of keep everyone away by just making their own stuff and not having to buy from other people. But I think HBO's original content and just Disney swallowing up everything it can. Yeah. Disney is pretty kick-ass, though. And you, you, like you say, you would lose a lot, right? Like, even National Geographic. Like, I love their streaming service. I think it's so great. It also is, Disney Plus is the best put together because they have the categories where yeah. Netflix is kind of just all over the place. So, I tried the other day because I was trying to, for something that's coming up, a rom-com. I just, like, is there a rom-com section? Like, where, I don't know. Should be. Netflix you- is, it seems, like, because there's other, I used to love it, but now that there's other streaming services, I'm like, it is not as well put together as the other ones. Even Apple, I'm not crazy about. Like, it's it's kind of all over the place, but Disney is so well organized. I really appreciate that. Okay. Get rid of Netflix. Uh, your number eight is actors. Okay. It will not include any of the three names I previously told you. Okay, thank I you. I did not put them together. Okay. Instead, you get Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr., and Matt Damon. Oh, that does stab in the heart. Okay, I, so I, I got to talk it, this out. Because like, you got your iconic characters. Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. I'm not getting any Mission Impossible. Like that. It's not even like I like like him but he knows how to do a good movie okay he is mr hollywood and whatever he believes in and whoever he is as a person i can separate it because his movies are so good top gun is one of my favorite movies i've seen as i've said a bajillion times on here this year i'm saying this year not all time but like it really brought back movies for me like i was excited about movies that was a fucking ride loved it 
Oh, I already forgot the second person. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is my, like, I grew up with him. He's in my 80s movies, less than zero. Like, he, and the hardships that he went through, I know it was self-induced, but the way he's come out on the other side is very inspirational to me. And he came back as Iron Man. And- as Iron Man. And is now just, like, kicking butt. And him and his wife do all this producing now. And I just think it's, it's just, I've always really loved him and then matt damon it's like goodwill hunting the martian uh born identity oh pass okay <laughs> pass back because <laughs> when i really like think about it there isn't really anybody i want to get rid of oh that's that's good that means i did my job yeah you did I don't even have like one that I'm like, this one's not going though. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm struggling with just that. I thought you would have one. Tom Cruise? No. Matt Damon? Yes. Because I thought I just, I started with just, I was going to do the iconic characters, Ethan Hunt, Iron Man and Jason Bourne, but yeah, putting their careers together. Yeah. Cause I, if you had done that, I would have gotten rid of Jason Bourne. Cause him and Ethan Hunt are like the same Kind of yeah and thing. i actually like the execution a little bit better of mission impossible like i like the i would watch those rewatch those movies over born identity oh i do like the jeremy Renner one though a lot of people don't like that one um okay okay focus so tom cruise is no mission impossible and no top gun the toughie for me robert Downey jr is no iron man i love his story matt damon oh hurts my heart but i am gonna have to say Robert downey jr you did whisper it so did you circle it already when I you did. Were, like before i said it as i was doing it that's who i assumed it would be as iconic as iron man is and as great as the story is i just think you get more with tom cruise and matt damon i know but just think of iron he's so funny and he just like he brings so much he just brings that comedy to like even them like the marvel universe and I think you're just arguing with yourself now. I know. Okay, go. Oh, it's me. It is you. <sighs> All right. Um, this one is called SNL. Okay. So we have Kate McKinnon, Keenan Thompson, and Andy Samberg. Okay. Andy. Andy. St- actually, I don't know. Like, in terms of SNL, like, I know he did all, like, the video stuff. Keenan's the most like is the longest tenured and will be probably forever because no one stays on the show for that long anymore. Yeah. Kate McKinnon was close because she's done. Yeah, now. she's done now. Yeah. She she was too big like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We kept saying like this is definitely her last year. So she definitely hung on for longer than she needed to. I guess you don't watch it as much as dad and I religiously anymore. No. But um, like her, the one where she plays with the aliens. Oh, and God. She's, smoking smoking in. is probably the best character ever well because especially the one with ryan gosling where she like, just like kept making him laugh yeah like, like no one laughing. can no one can not laugh it doesn't matter um i'm actually gonna throw a curveball i'm gonna say andy samberg wow because i think once he's what he's done since snl has been just as good right if not better so you're getting rid of lonely island on snl but you still get Lonely Island? Is that how that works? Probably not. Um, now I'm starting to think think it again. It's like <laughs> Keenan did like, what's up with that? Um, actually, you know what? I'll get rid of Keenan. Then I'll yeah. let someone else have that title of longest tenured. Yeah. 
Okay. I figured that. Oh, I, I didn't know actually what you were going to do. I didn't. I thought Are you, you might have gone. Are you blocking cake. your thing so I can't see it? Yeah. I don't that's, want you cheating. Yes, that's what I would do. I don't want you having a vantage of time to think about it. Okay. Your number nine is actresses. Okay. Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Alice and Janney. Just don't like you. Oh, that's nice. Who who would you not want to be that third one? Like who who in your mind like oh this will hurt if this person's there? Oh my god, so many. Um, I don't know. I can't. My brain is okay. Zendaya. Yeah. Okay. That was really mean. It was, but Zendaya was there the whole time. So. What is interesting about this combination is that Reese is like. Reese gives me some really great rom-coms. She gives me the morning show. She gives me the stuff she's producing now, all from like the books, like where the crawdads sing big little lies. Like I just can't see little fires everywhere. I cannot see getting rid of her. Like it wouldn't even be in my wheelhouse. She won my whole thing. Like that would be crazy if I was like, I'm going to get rid of Reese Witherspoon now. Like she's just like, she's such a powerhouse. I couldn't imagine. Allison Janney has given me, like so many great movie characters, you know, even mom, like we, like dad and I loved that show. It's just so, she just has a way of, you know, I never watched the West Wing, but, and then Zendaya, it's just Zendaya, man. I would drink that smart water and f- like when she even does that, like she just, cause she's so new. It's like, what is she going to give me? You know, even like Malcolm and Marie and you got Euphoria and you have like Spider-Man and dune so it's like that has she do i take the risk of like getting rid of like iconic like allison janney because i'm excited about what i'm gonna get with zendaya or do i just go with like but i already know what i get with allison janney you know what it's gonna kill me and i hate it but i'm getting rid of allison janney not who i was circling yeah I am. I really feel in my heart, though, that Zendaya is going to be just one. I just think she's one of the most talented I've ever seen on a screen. Like if she can go from Spider-Man to Euphoria, like that to is smart like water, like it blows my mind. Like she's just so she's just so talented. And I I feel in my gut that she isn't even like we're not even started at the hill of what she's going to do. Do you know? Like she's not even, whereas I feel like Reese were at the peak with her because she's like pretty, like she's doing everything. Right. So I feel like she's at the peak. She's good. We're, we get it all, but I don't even feel like Zendaya's at, I don't even feel like think the hill is in sight for her yet. Like, I think she just has so much in her. I just really love her. So. Oh, no more way, harder, way back. harder and harder. Right. That's how you got to set it up. All right. Well, this is my euphoria. Speaking of Zendaya, my euphoria category, Zendaya, Fezco, Cassie, Fez. Okay. I was going to no. say you confused me with saying Zendaya. Why? Like Rue, Fez. Or... Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Rue. Rue, Fez, Cassie. Um, I mean, I know it's Zendaya's show. But, like, the drama Cassie brings to it might be more, like, 
Zendaya is a better actress than Sydney Sweeney. I wouldn't say something like that. But in terms of what their characters bring to the show, like in Euphoria, you could probably kill off Rue. Right. And she still is a pretty important character. Yeah. And it still can. Because then it'd be, oh, you know, she probably overdosed or like there's still probably more to be told about her story when like if you took either, I guess Fez, you could do the same thing. But I just think he is hilarious. And I think Cassie is a lot of drama. So I will get rid of Rue. Wow. It is true. Like I'm finding like I really hope I read an article with Zendaya was saying that she hopes or she's hoping for a season three that really like switches things around because I feel like with Rue we're just seeing like like it's just um you know her it's it's been kind of one dimensional I feel with her character where I feel like everyone else has kind of grown and they've like you know we're ups and downs but I feel like Rue is just like it's just that I'm an addict and that's it. And it's like, Kate, can we need another layer now to that? Right. Not saying her acting, her acting's phenomenal, especially that one where she couldn't even put the mint in her mouth and she had snot coming out of her nose and she was crying. And I mean, it's unbelievable what that girl can do on a screen, but I feel like we need a something. I think they, they need to switch it up for whatever. Right. I don't know. Something. I don't know what it could be, but it'll be fun. Number 10, our last one. I didn't like the last one. How about how about Quentin Tarantino movies? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And. Um, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, my three favorites. Yep. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> how does how does he do it? Those are literally my three favorite movies of his. Um, I just don't think I could get rid of *Glorious Bastards*. I think that would be my given. I just think Christoph Waltz, from the minute we meet him, it's just I just don't want to I just don't want to lose that because I just think it's really special. But it's and then like Brad Pitt and I don't know, just like I just can't I can't with that and that scene in the basement of the bar i just i can't see a world without that what the fingers and i hold up the the german three so bad i made sure i did it right when i was there i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) we'll have three please um i mean pulp fiction's so iconic because it it gave us a way of movie watching that we never seen before so it was like so ahead of its time and it just really was so was so well done and then Django again you get Christoph Waltz Jamie Foxx Leo Leo Carrie Washington yep Samuel L. Jackson we should have some that you're not allowed to do that's cool I won't do it again <laughs> after this one I will not do these three movies against each other promise Django. Go. I'm going to get rid of Django. Goodbye, Django. Goodbye, villain villain Leo. At least I have Christoph Waltz. That is my big thing is Christoph Waltz. So then I'm like, can I keep both those movies, but then get rid of Pulp Fiction? I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know. Pulp Fiction, right? It's Pulp Fiction. I wonder if people don't like that movie. I wonder if they think it's overrated. It'd be interesting to see. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure there's people out there, right? 
And they're just like, no, it's not for me. Last one. Last one. I'm going to call this sports people. Sports? Sports casters. Broadcasters, yeah. Broadcasters. Sports casters does, is a thing. Al Michaels. Yeah. Gus Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... And Tim Nance. <laughs> it's Jim. Jim. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not laughing because was. I just heard Tim Nance and I just could have been like, yeah, get rid of Tim Nance. Right. I don't want him. <laughs> no. Jim. Okay. Gus, Gus Johnson has the most like iconic voice ever where like I could be in like another room and there could be something exciting happening and I would know it's Gus Johnson and I will run. I will run to the TV screen because he just has like, I, I watch like YouTube compilations of like him getting excited because yeah. it's just the best. Al Michaels has the best voice ever. Just that voice I've Didn't ever he heard. Did he just retire? He, no, he's working. He Oh, le- he changed jobs. Yeah, he left uh, NBC Sunday night, and now he's doing Thursdays on Amazon, because for some reason Amazon now does football. Okay. I don't know if they're going to prime delivery the game, but um, that joke went over your head. That's okay. Oh, prime deliver it. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jim. Jim Nance, I've read... I think I'm going to get rid of Gus Johnson, but I'm going to explain, even though he's so exciting, I've read both Al Michaels and Jim Nance's books, so I feel like I know more about them. If Gus Johnson has a book, I will definitely read it. Jim Nance also now has the advantage of Tony Romo, who, not even just football-wise, he's just the most excited person ever. Jim Nance's? Or Or Tony Romo? Tony Romo, who's Jim Nance's partner. Yeah, that's who Dad also said I could do. Tony Romo. Because Tony, because like... Well, he said, um, (laughs) I'll read it to you, because I'm like, give me... I just want something that's hard and makes Jack cry. Gus Johnson, because Gus Johnson, he knows Gus Johnson. He probably said Gus Johnson. Yeah, he said Al Michaels, Gus Johnson, and and Jim Nance. And then he said, with Jack Buck fourth for play-by-play... Uh, I think Jack Buck is his. Well, Jack Buck is. I like Joe Buck. And then color commentator Tony Romo, Chris Collinsworth. Yep. Collinsworth. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Tony is the one you feel like someone needs to sit in the booth with him and be like, okay, like, Tony, relax. You're about to have a heart attack. Because he always just, like, I do it with that. And he'll just always be like, here we go, Jim. And he's, like, far away from the mic, but he's still loud. Right. And he's right. just, like, super excited. Um, Does this hurt you, though? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want it to hurt. Because I think Gus Johnson commentated my favorite play ever, which was like a no-nothing play, but he just like his voice. I'll show you this after this clip where his voice just goes to an octave where like it sounds nothing like him. Mm -hmm. But he just gets so excited about this like one play. But Gus Johnson or uh, Al Michaels and Jim Dancer, they're iconic. Okay. Did hurt though. Okay, good. Well, I just wanted it to hurt. Like I want it later, like an hour from now, you go and like, oh, well, again, I'm, I'm going to show you the Gus Johnson clip and you're going to go, oh, I see why you like him. Right. Hmm, I didn't know it was going to turn into sports. Stuff. OK, it's like 30 <laughs> seconds. You'll be fine. I'm just kidding. But yeah. OK, well, I would say the Reese Witherspoon was. Oh, well, no, the last one was pretty hard. Too. There's some mean ones. Uh, next week, we have our Jake Gyllenhaal IMC. Yeah. Even though people don't like him, but oh well, we're not like Team Jake, but no, we we're gonna like watch his movies. movies yeah. yeah, The Guilty and Southpaw. Yep. And then we're doing award-worthy performances, movies, etc. Soundtracks. Oh, are we doing did Armageddon that? not get nominated? What? Come on. I probably did. I don't know. Have to look. Um. So yeah, stuff that didn't win awards. I think we're probably thinking more Oscars. Yeah, I just feel like it's just easier. Easy. Just to, stuff that yeah. didn't win Oscars that deserved to. So yeah. that will be that will be next week. Next week. 
Case, you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.